Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming up on TMS, collateral finger damage. Our wives are our friends, as well as the sexy stuff. Pizza Blob the Hut. White guys talk about rap. Napster was great. Ask your parents. A raw, meaty hole in his head. Mumford, but not his sons. Scatable pants. Nicole and Tom and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. It's hotter than a butt cheek sandwich. I'm up to my knees in chicken shit this i'm gonna go fishing with my new fishing lure that's what you think stupid man the morning stream no dicks here Everybody, welcome back to TMS. This is the morning stream for Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined by another guest host. Today we have Garrett Weinzerl joining us. You know him from The Instance and, of course, The Angry Chicken, uh, Into the Nexus, and various other projects. Garrett, welcome to the show. Hello, Scott. Good morning. Hello. Still technically morning, even with the time difference between us. Yeah, we usually only talk on Fridays, man. Fridays. Yeah, and and sometimes not even not even then. We both te- when we travel, we both like leaving on Fridays. Yeah, what's um, that about? What's that? Yeah. Deal? What do you think that is? Is that because we're uh, we need that extra day to settle in and actually enjoy ourselves and shake off it's our mortal we, coil? It, it, it's because we're actually best friends with our wives and we want to spend like an extra day with them. That's when we go places. Point. That's one thing I think we have most in common. Actually, is our wives are more than just our our love interests. There are, uh, you know, our best friends, our our confidants. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, the they're the you know I don't know what I'd do without her kind of people. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's good to have you here. So uh, Garrett, of course, uh, you know it makes sense that he'd be on here today, but uh, we couldn't uh, we couldn't do a TMS without at least acknowledging. That Brian is still in Ireland, and uh, he'll be back this weekend, uh, but he's still there. He's having a great time. And I actually got an audio uh, thing from him from the road. He just got done. You'll like this because you love the Star Wars. He just got done climbing that uh, that uh, island thing where Luke was getting the, the boob milk out of the oh, alien. Oh, Skellig? The yeah, Skellig Islands? The Skellig Islands there. And, oh, uh, from, from Last Jedi? Oh, those things are so cool looking. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And so he went out there, got some of the milk from one of those creatures. Just kidding, none of that happened. And the porgs the porgs were nowhere to be seen, apparently. But anyway, this is him just post-climbing all that stuff. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Scott and co-host and uh, Tad Pool. Uh, just checking in, saying howdy to everybody. We're having a great time out here. Went to Octo today, the... Uh, 
island, Luke Skywalker's island with the Jedi Temple and all that. It's really called Skellig Michael, and we climbed up it. I'll post photos on Facebook. Um, but we're having a great time here. We miss everybody. Can't wait to be back and do another show with all of you uh, listening on uh, Monday. Hope you're having a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> I like how you kind of wound down there at the end, like a guy who may, maybe just climbed a high place and, and is a little tired, and it's like I 5 the, in the afternoon, and the, you know. Yeah, the clear vacation, I have no idea what freaking day it is uh, at the end of that. Yeah. Just, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm a, I liked. I saw one of his videos of him like driving on an extremely narrow road and uh, suddenly being faced with another tiny car uh, coming directly at, at them. Yeah, was, truly f- facing the yeah. dangers of Europe uh, one <laughs> one step at a time. And we're impressed with that. So, uh, yeah. yeah we're, those, ooh, tiny, tiny roads. Tiny. <laughs> Very tiny. They've had them forever, too, so they're not changing. They're not going to go like widen those roads suddenly. Uh, it's not no, it reminded me of like driving around Maui on my uh, my honeymoon, doing the, the road to Hana. That road is sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, is it up high too? So you're like way over the water and stuff. It's it's not too bad. We we circumnavigated Maui like our second day there, mm-hmm. and and the I think it's the western side of the island. I don't know. One of the one of the sides was re- way worse than the road to Hannah in, in terms of like being like a cliff road that's <laughs> seemed like a mile above a rocky yeah. ocean death. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't want to die. You want to live. <clears throat> I understand yeah. that. Uh, there's some mountains up here where uh, the only way to get up through them is through very narrow roads. And if you do those in the winter, especially, you're just asking for death. So uh, be careful out there, everybody, is what we're saying. Uh, anyway, thank you, Brian, for sending that in. Hopefully, I'm going to try for a live call tomorrow on uh, on TMS uh, where my wife, Kim, will be back hosting tomorrow. So watch for that. And uh, we'll try to get him while he's out there and actually in Ireland and see if his accent's been affected or if he's truly over his jet lag yet or I don't know how many boiled potatoes he's eaten because I assume that's all they eat there, that sort of stuff. All these stereotypes that I have, <clears throat> they'll all be put to the test tomorrow uh, when we do TMS. All right. Uh, I got an update for everybody who... Uh, so we got a lot of bunch of emails and a bunch of reactions to the homeless guy flipping me off yesterday. And this is a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard this. I, I only heard about. I only heard up to Justin yesterday. I haven't finished the episode, but uh, but you did hilarious. hear that. Okay, good because this will. So this will be good. This will be good uh, catharsis for both of us probably. But anyway, uh, it's uh, for those who missed the show yesterday. If you if you didn't hear the story, the basics of it are this: we pulled up to a place where there's always somebody standing there with a sign saying "out of work" or "need help" or whatever. And we always have a couple of bucks in the car and always try to help. And so even if we don't know, even if even if they're full on scamming us, we don't care. We don't we figure that's not our job to judge. It's just our job to, you know, help where you can. So that's what we do. And when we give a little money to somebody up there, we just assume it's going to a a good cause like they're eating with it or they're, you know, something good's happening. Uh, Well, when we did that last or this this time up by this mall intersection that we always pass, uh, the guy reached out, took her money came back and as she turned away and came back toward the the window of the car or she was coming back toward me uh he flips me off gives me the bird all right gives me a finger now lots of theories being floated about what actually happened there most of them are uh he's probably there's mental illness there uh you know sometimes they they they'll they'll make a gesture or say a thing that they don't actually mean to say uh, think of like somebody with with a with a bad case of ticks or Tourette's or something where they're saying, you know, stuff that they wouldn't normally say in the context of they're saying it, 
And those all sounded fine to me. But here's the explanation I think I'm... I don't know. I might be buying this one. Uh, William Townsend sent this in. And he says, I guarantee that homeless guy wasn't flipping you off. There was definitely another homeless guy beyond your car that he was flipping off. So his theory, if I'm to extrapolate... it's this is totally yeah. It's little little uh, little street corner rivalry. Yes, little yes. hey, I got a buck and you got Jack, yes, buddy. That's what he's thinking. Now I don't remember if somebody was around. I didn't you know case the joint and kind of see who was standing around there. But it's not a bad theory that there's some competition on the, the you know what? Why would this? Why would this particular um, form of commerce? Or of whatever you want to call it, why would it be any different than any other? There's there's going to be some comp- competition on the corner, and perhaps he was throwing the bird at somebody else. Entirely possible, but I swear he's looking at me. It looked like he was going mm, right at me, and uh, I felt his eyes on me. So so I you know it's possible, but other other theories still being floated, and 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 we have no answer truly to this. I that one. I wish you had turned back around like a, a, a skit from Curb. You just went over and like very calmly just asked, like, "Is he?" I just want to be clear. Were you flipping me off? Yeah, why or, did I do that? That's what I maybe another done. car was going by and they made a rude gesture towards him and he was just getting back at him. Like, there's all kind. Of, you could have just been collateral finger damage. <laughs> Chat room, you know what to do. That's a title. Get that one in there. <laughs> hashtag that one in there. Uh, uh, no, like what Larry David would absolutely stop and do that. I never think to do those sorts of things, which I think is what divides me from the Larry Davids of the world. I don't think it's about it. it's pretty 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 rude. Yeah, I mean, I would know. I would know what fart gas means probably because I would have asked the guy that yelled that at me the one time. Um, what was the other one? Uh, uh, uh crap, I can't remember the other one. Anyway. When these guys yell stuff at me in parking lots and I don't understand it, the Larry Davids among us would like stop and go over there and go, I'm sorry, can you just, can you explain what you meant by that? And he, and you'd get an answer. I don't ever do that. I just kind of, oh, explosive tip. That's right. Like I just ruminate and wonder and then talk about it on the show and then never have a real answer. And then down the road, someone will say, hey, I listened to your show four years ago and I think explosive tip was this. And it's just yet another theory and I'll never know. Who knows where that guy is now? I don't know. So... Same thing with Bird Guy. I don't. I have no answers. I don't know what to say. I should have Larry bird, David. Bird, bird Guy, the even lamer version of Birdman. <laughs> hey, Birdman's great. You gotta love Birdman. Are you telling me you don't? I mean, iron, unironically, you can't love. Now the rapper Birdman was very big when I was in high school. Hold on. Uh, there's a uh, rapper named Birdman. There's a rapper named Bird. Or well, yes. Okay. This yes. none of this is. I didn't know this. Okay, but I'm thinking like a of this one guy. hit one. The original 1960s animated Birdman. Uh, here's another one. Here's another clip of him. I'm due in Washington for an important military meeting and no sign of Avenger. Yeah, it's his bird. His bird is Avenger. Anyway, the original uh, people were supposed to take it seriously. Superhero Birdman is amazing. But you can't actually believe that. You can only believe that ironically. That's the rule there. Anyway, <laughs> but Harvey Birdman, attorney of law, good stuff. Good parody. Well done. Nice job. You convinced a whole generation that that was Birdman. So good job, guys. And now Garrett has introduced a, a rapper I've never heard of. So good job. I don't know. You say rapper or musician? What'd you say? I, 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 I vaguely remember it as a, as a rapper from, from the early aughts. Uh, now I have to know. Hold on. Birdman rapper. Yeah, it is. It's a guy named yeah. Birdman. Yeah, what was it, 2002, I think? Yeah. Uh, the, the hit single? 
he was he's born the year I was born. Let's see. Uh, uh, trying to find it here. Okay, he started with Cash Money Records, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to find a song I would know. I I, I can't find any. I guess him and Lil Wayne are, are are feuding. They like to feud. Oh, oh, cool. Lil Wayne, uh, way more famous. Yeah, <laughs> like not even close. Yeah. Uh, he's got a mug shot from 07 where he got in some troubles. And hey, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta have that. You gotta if you're if you're a rapper without a mug shot, I mean, really, what are you doing? How do you feel about this whole Lil in front of names? How's that land on you? Uh, you know, it's been around for a long time. I feel like uh, with, much like Auto Tune, I've been beaten into submission where I no longer really care. Oh, that's an interesting. Like it's, it's just it's just a thing. Yeah. It's just a thing. It's just it's just a style. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's all fine. All right. I kind of hate it, but <clears throat> but you make a good point about just sort of letting it ha- just let it be. Let it you be li- you like the Post Malone. The Post Malone does that. Oh, I love the Post Malone, but he doesn't have Post Lil Malone. in his name. He doesn't put Lil. Oh, I thought you were talking about Auto Tune. My bad. Um, oh no, no, yeah. Auto Tune. I don't yeah. care about. No, I'm with you. Auto Tune's Auto Tune has its place. Um, I agree. Thank yeah. you. I was very grumpy about it in the early days, uh, yeah. but like the, I don't know. The older get, I get, I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to sit here and complain about distorted guitars because it's kind of the same concept? No, yeah, yeah. Can, and if I'm gonna if I'm gonna you know listen to I don't know Daft Punk and not have a problem with voice modulation over there, why do I have a problem over here? Like it's just a different application of. Thank, thank you, thank See? you for for, for I, listen. I'm a grumpy old man about a lot of things, but thank you for joining me on not being a grumpy old man on this one subject. Garrett, we're peacemakers. Is what we are. We're making peace. Uh, one day Ooh, at a time. Nicely done. One rapper at a time. And one day I'll get over my Lil problem. But there's tons of them. There's like a... Here, look at this. Rappers with Lil in their name. Look at this. Okay, I got a whole list for you. Uh, according to iHeartRadio, uh, here it is. Uh, we got Lil Wayne. You know him. Lil Uzi Vert. Okay. He's uh, in the news later, I believe. He is. We got a story about him. Lil Baby. Lil Peep. He's a white uh, fellow. Lil, Lil Bow Wow uh, was in Tokyo Drift as a main character. Oh, that's right. It's the best of those movies, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Lil, I, I'm a fan. I like it a lot. Lil Skies, Lil Yachty, uh, Lil Dicky. I don't know if I'd have that name. I'm just saying. Maybe not uh, that name. We had our dances in high school at the Lil Yachty Club. Oh, you did? And how was the, how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very bad joke for a yacht club, Scott. <laughs> it was a very bad joke. Nicely done. Uh, Lil Dirk, Lil Pump, and everyone, of course, knows Lil Nas X. Of course, uh, Lil Kim. Uh, just saying this kills me. Lil Bibby. Oh, man, we should tell Ibit. There's a Lil Bibby. He goes by Bibby sometimes, so there's that. And finally, Lil Twist uh, is, your, is your other guy. Anyway, I don't know why that was fun, but it was. I feel like I've done that before, but I enjoyed looking at those names. All right, uh, let's get to the point here. Um, that is, I want to dig deeper into a part of Garrett's psyche that I've never really, I don't know, we don't really talk about on the instance. There's no real reason to there. Um, and we just There's have no a- reason for me to talk about this anywhere, which is why I think it comes out in uh, anecdotes constantly. Well, I think it's a, this is a good place for it because TMS is all over the place. So it has its, um, you know, this is a good, this is a safe place for this discussion to happen. Uh, Garrett is obsessed with cars and not just cars, but like, um, 
what am I trying to say here? If I was, if I was enthusiast in, vehicles, you're an enthusiast. Yes, and if, if very I, specifically cars, right? Uh, SUVs can can die in a fire. Yeah, uh, uh, Teslas. You know, I respect raw speed, but they they bore me to tears. All you do is put your right foot down and be like having a video game that plays itself. How do you feel about how, how do you feel about your average four door sedan? How do you feel about? That? Uh, I think some of them are really rad. Uh, some sedans can be super, super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a thing that Germany does very, very well. They make super exciting sedans. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you prefer any brand or like BMW over uh, Chrysler or not Chrysler? I, uh, I I'll say the uh, the only car poster I ever had on my wall. Um, it's actually kind of a lame car, uh, mm. but the BMW Z3. Because oh. when I was growing up, Pierce Brosnan was my James Bond. Yeah. And the, the first car he has in GoldenEye is a BMW Z3. I gotcha. Do you still feel that yeah. way about him? You're like, you're still my James Bond. Everyone else can go pound sand. How do you feel about uh, that? Listen, you know, there's, I love GoldenEye. Um, actually, the, the Bond I watched the most recently was GoldenEye. But yeah. uh, I absolutely go reaching for for. For, uh, Daniel Craig immediately. Those movies, they're just so good. They're great, they're right? They're so good. They're yeah. they're they're absolutely updated for modern sensibilities. The Pierce Brosnan movies were like the last breath of uh oh it was the they they didn't course correct even though Austin Powers had ruined <laughs> old school James Bond sensibilities. If you ever wanted to see uh if your desire is to see Sean Bean killed by a by a satellite though, you got to go to um not satellite, a, a giant. What's that? What the hell was that? A giant dish? It, it was a satellite. Was it a satellite? I mean, it, essentially, it was like a basin satellite. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, but if you and you all, and we all know Sean Bean dies a lot in everything he's in. But man, yeah, if you want to see Sean Bean die, uh, just watch anything with anything Sean Bean. In. In. If you want to see he, him specifically get murdered by a giant uh, uh, satellite installation, um, then Goldeneye is your uh, is your movie. Yeah, right in his face, like right yeah. in the center of his dumb face. Anyway, yeah. The point is. Um, uh, what is my point? My point is, uh, I got sidetracked here with the Pierce Brosnan. Oh, so back to the cars here. Uh, you're a huge fan of like, I don't know, uh, Supras and uh, that kind of car. I don't even know what oh, to call yeah, those. Yeah, the, the, like a, a, a what, what is it? known to the enthusiasts as the Mark IV Supra, which is like from like 93 to like 98. Uh, that's my dream car. Why did that uh, end? I'll probably, I'll probably die having never owned one. They have gone up so much. What um, happened in 98 where they were like, nah, we're done with this cool thing. We're going to move on to something worse. What happened there? Uh, I, I honestly don't remember. I want to say it, it kept going for a year or two in Japan after they pulled it here in the States. But but that was just, that was the end of it here. Yeah. Um, what made it special? Why? Why? What was the big deal? Uh, well, it has one of the most famous engines like in the history of, of tuner cars yeah which which would be so like if you're curious like why the hell i even care about cars i was a perfect age for the fast and furious like mm. absolute perfect age i was 14 years old when the first fast and the furious came out i was just hitting high school i was just starting to like oh shoot i'm gonna be able to drive soon yeah woo yeah um and then following that like need for speed underground 2 came out which is still to this day like one of my all-time favorite racing games um and i i you know, pre World of Warcraft, I spent like wow hours in that game just customizing my cars. Oh my I was Lord. like obsessed with Pimp My Ride and Fast and the Furious and Need for Speed, all that stuff. Mm. Um, and then um, back uh, back in like 2015, uh, kind of started scratching the surface of it again, kind of forgotten, like kind of remembered I liked cars. Um, and so does Katie, my wife. Um, and so we started watching Top Gear, like British Top Gear, and kind of looking into it because I was leasing a Prius at the time. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Um, Doing your and, part. And You're we, being a good citizen, yeah. man. Just taking care of the environment one man at a time. It's fine. I yeah, but I had started working from home. 2015 is when I started working from home. I wasn't full-time working for myself, yeah. but the job I was working at the time, they were like, well, you can save a bunch of money if we just start working from home. So we started working from home, and I'm like, I don't need to save the gas anymore. My lease is coming up. What should I get? And I and I found out you can get fun cars and not spend Porsche prices. Oh, um, interesting. There's, there's plenty of fun cars that are like under $30,000. Um, and we ended up getting a Scion FRS, which is exactly the same as a Subaru BRZ, if you're familiar with that car. I liked those Scion cars. Am yeah. I alone in this? You know what I like a lot? I like a small car. I'm weird this way. I'm six foot three, almost four, and uh, give me a tiny car. That's what I like. I like yeah. to cram in there and barely fit, and I don't care what I, brand. I want it. This this was the thing. I, I, I never had a car like this. I was previously like, I was like a Mustang fan. I've always been a Ford fanboy growing up. Um, but but this car really ushered in like a new age of me being completely obsessed with motor vehicles. <laughs> nice. So to the point, uh, that it's you... like sitting in a cockpit. Like the... the seating position is is very Porsche like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've driven a 911 Porsche before, and it's uh, near identical in terms of like feeling like your butt's dra- dragging on the road. Oh, um, and and so Katie and I both really got into it. Katie's been in the cars too. You know, she was same same age. You know, we grew up together. You know enjoying Fast and the Furious and stuff growing up. So right. um, anyways, yeah, it, it, we start going to meets and learn a lot about cars. And, and eventually I decided to uh, sell her old car. She took the FRS. I went and bought a, a manual Mustang GT and taught myself how to drive manual at like 26. <laughs> wow. I was raised on, I was raised on a stick. So I feel like that would have, uh, that feels sounds strange to me because I hated automatics and was all about sticks for a long time, but I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then Katie learned how to drive on that too. And we sold the automatic FRS and replaced it with the same year, but manual FRS. And, <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and, and last year we did our, or this year we did our first track day. We went out to Sebring International Speedway and it, it's really just been this kind of crescendo of interest for, for Katie and I. So it's like this big shared hobby between us. And, uh, and we just, we should, we really just dig them. Um, you know, like again, like once I found out I didn't have to spend like 60, 70, $80,000 to have a really fun car. Do you ever, um, do you ever go to one of those midnight freaking, you know, ludicrous is walking around checking people's engines before you start $2,000 buy-in, whatever, you know, like uh, where are the cops actual at? illegal street racing. No, yeah. okay. no. Um, uh, it's actually, it's been a problem. Uh, it was a huge problem in 2020 with COVID. It was called like takeovers where, yeah enough of them would show up and just like shut down intersections to do donuts and oh my. and stuff and it was becoming a big problem and and in places like uh probably close as us to like atlanta was really having issues with it yeah um and it was just kind of ruining it like for everybody <laughs> yeah there's a couple of guys so, up our street who at three o'clock in the morning even this morning uh they've both got two of these cars that look like the it looks like one of the cars that were chasing the semi in the first Pixar cars movie. <laughs> so like Oh lights. yeah. We just we just put underglow on Katie's FRS. Oh, you did awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and great. and there's an a, a completely extra set in the garage that I haven't put on my car yet because now I know how much work it is uh to do <laughs> took me like four days her car just lived on jack stands do you ever go nuts with like the sound system so it blows your hair around and all that those kind of people with the with the crazy i bass. i haven't but that is very very much on my on my like my wish list yeah. i really so my first car was a 1996 honda accord yeah fine car um, fine car yeah yeah they came in a wagon spec <laughs> and it is a top three car for me i want to find a, a manual 
96 Honda Accord wagon. They're so hard to find now because half of them have been exported to other countries to be taxis or they've just died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they last a I, long I, time. I but, want yeah. that to be a, a stereo car. That's like if cool. I ever find one of those, I'm going to fill the wagon back with, with, with speakers and woofers and I'm going to, I'm going to put air suspension on it and just drop it to the ground. All right. So you are, I mean, clearly unapologetically, this is a, uh, not a subculture, but a the the a thing that you're way 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 into. My question is this: Is it my my impression when I hear somebody talk about it as passionately as you are is that this is probably costing a billion dollars a minute to, to to do anything with it? But you're saying you don't have to be, you know, Joe Money to make this work. No, not at all. It, it depends on what you're into. Like if you want like the fastest car in the world, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cost big money. Yeah. Um, but if you just want like a fun enthusiast vehicle, there's so many options out there because you know what's a really, really, really fun car is a Miata. Mm. You know what costs three thousand dollars? Mm. A Miata. Really? You could, you could, yeah. You want to go get like a Gen One pop up headlight manual Miata? You can find them running for three grand. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Why is that yeah. so cheap? That seems crazy to me. Those are because they've been around since 1990. I guess so. And they I- they make barely a hundred horsepower. <laughs> What but about the, they're real-wheel drive, what, so you can what, have fun with them. What about those Mazda? Uh, Mazda had that rotary engine that was so cool. RX-7s. Or oh, yeah. I mean, if you want a money pit, that's a great way to go. Um, <laughs> I love the RX-7. I absolutely love the RX-7. Um, uh, the, especially the, the second gen, uh, the FD designation RX-7, yeah. which is like what, uh, what Han drove in Tokyo Drift. He had a wild body kit on it, so it doesn't even look like the original car. But yeah. Um, I think those next to the Mark IV Toyota Super, that's probably like my all-time favorite '90s car. Well, um, the most, but yeah. rotary engines are notorious, notorious for constantly needing maintenance and uh, and breaking down. The funnest two cars I ever drove are two cars I would love to have today, but you can now tell me if these are money pits or not. So I'll tell you the first one. The first one was a then Datsun, of course, later Nissan 280ZX. Was the sweetest freaking ride I ever sat in. I love that car. It was my dad's, but I yep. loved it. Loved it, loved it. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, uh, Toyota made MR2s back in the day. Do you remember these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rear engine yeah. sports cars, yeah. Uh, they had a problem with, like, struts would break real easy if you hit a speed bump too fast or something. But how, like, today, how do how do car heads like you view the MR2 favorably? Do you look back and go, oh, yeah, those were the days, or are we, are we happy? I, I think they're really rad. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of has their, their their personal tastes, right? Like, I mostly skew imports, but I still love Fords. I yeah. mean, I, I drive a, a Focus RS now, which is like the top spec Ford Focus they've made. Um, and aren't they done? Some, They're done now, right? No more Focuses? In, in the States. Uh, Europe got a whole new generation of Focus the year after they stopped selling it here in the States. Okay. Um, Ford only sells trucks suvs and mustangs now the mustang is the only car ford sells in the states and that new yeah. mustang is ugly by the oh, way oh no the, the uh, it, yeah yeah dude, we could be spend an hour on the intent Ooh. of using the mustang brand on on an electric suv yeah. i it, once i i got over it pretty quick i'm like whatever it's not uh really a mustang if they want to call it that whatever i think it looks cool actually i i think teslas are kind of ugly I like the way the Mach E looks. 
I do too. Um, I just don't know why they. My biggest it. complaint is I really want the new Mustang Mach One, which is a real Mustang. Yeah. Um. And so every time I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about selling my RS and getting a Mach One. Everyone's like, oh no, don't do it. It's not a real Mustang. I'm like, no, 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 not the Mach E. Not the Mach E. Mach One. Yeah. Nobody wants the Mach E. They're they're from Star Trek. They're the they're the rebels that will go to Deep Space Nine and attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, okay. they're they're fine. It's just it's not like as far as I'm concerned, it's not really a Mustang. But like, I think it's a a. a a really well-made electric vehicle. I think that's my problem. Is just they called it a Mustang, and I just feel like that's hallowed ground, and I don't know why you've why you do that to yourself. Like, uh, it's, I mean, it's absolutely brand recognition. Yeah, I guess so. Like, um, and I mean, like, I'm I, I'm sure some people are kind of annoyed that they're bringing about the lightning moniker for an all-electric F-150, but I think that thing looks dope. Yeah, that thing looks alright. If I was going to get a truck, I would be eyeballing that. I'm all for for going headlong into the electrics and. Making a making a mess, making a noise there. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, but not, <clears> the cool thing the I will say this: I, I would say are definitely in the attainable uh, I, field. I mean, and I will say this: the Mach E, it's got these, <clears throat> sorry, uh, rear lights that when you do your turning signal, I don't know why I like things like this, but if you turn left, it does a sequence. It's three lights, and it goes tick 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 tick. Like in a row. Oh, uh, so uh, uh, traditional Mustangs have been doing this since 2013. Oh, yeah. Mustangs uh, have always had that three vertical bar taillights yeah. since the original Mustang that came out back in what 65. Yeah. The um, one. And in 2013, they got these really really cool redesigned rear lights in this like mid cycle refresh. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think last I checked, I don't know if he still has it or not, but Daryl Skeels oh. has one of these. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we spent one nerdtacular uh, uh, breakfast just just raving, ranting about Mustangs to each other. I know when um, he bought that car, and it was it was this year. 1930, 1930, 1930. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, well, anyways, there you have it. Uh, good stuff. I love talking about cars because my dad loved cars, and you and my dad would be best friends, man. I'm telling you, he'd love. He could sit and talk all day to people like you. And, it's uh, it's fun stuff, man. It's like I've always liked them, but it really it really has become a, a, a hobby kind of in my my adult years. So that thing where you went to the raceway thing, um, what'd you call that? You had a name for it. What was it called? Oh, the, the, it's it's a world famous track. Um, it's called Sebring, yeah, uh, which is in Sebring, Florida, but it's Sebring International Speedway. That's right, and you get raceway. to race around that thing, like not race, but yeah, speed the, around. There are things called track days that are that are held all over the United States here um, at various tracks. Um, your costs will vary depending on what like racing club you book it through. Yeah. So we had to join a club and then pay an entry fee. And then I also paid extra for track day insurance because yeah. if you run into a wall and call Geico, they're just going to laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. So did yeah. you, did you have to wipe all the adrenaline off the seat when you were done or how'd that all go? Oh dude, it was uh, the first few. So we did, I want to say five, Four 30-minute sessions, and then there was just an open hour at the end of the day to just drive as much as you wanted. Wow. Um, so it was a lot of seat time. Um, pretty cool. And my first two sessions out, it was the most terrifying thing I think I've ever done. Really? Because I was racing my own personal car. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I was, like, it, 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 to me, it was the braking. The braking was scarier than anything else because uh, to do it right, you're doing it right at the edge of the limits of your brakes. And it just feels wrong. It goes against, like, everything I've ever learned about braking yeah um but it's it's like the later you can break because you find the limits of what your brakes can achieve the, the faster you're going to improve your lap times yeah um and that was the part i was really 
really struggling with. But um, by my third session out, uh, I was very used to the feel of all of it, and it was it was still. I think it's the most fun I've ever had doing anything. Doing anything it, it was ever in so your life. Much fun. Yeah. Oh, oh my Jamie gosh. and I both went. She took her car. I took my car. We were out on the track together. There were multiple times where we were kind of chasing each other around. I have never had more fun. See, it's best best friends still. See, this whole wife thing is the best. You got if you got to find somebody you can go racing with. <laughs> that's that's my advice for today. Um, yeah, you said something earlier about laughing at you, and I have to play this. They're all gonna laugh at you. All right, that's I just had to play it. <laughs> Get that out of my system. That's how the soundboard works. Uh, all right, hey, we're gonna dive into some news because we got stuff to cover today. Let's do it. Today's news brought to you by the many shows over at amove.tv. Garrett, tell me more about uh, any of them or all of them and why people should listen to them. Well, you know, I have some shows I would say are considered by some to be institutions now. Uh, the Angry Chicken about Hearthstone and Into the Nexus about Heroes of the Storm have been going for uh, long time. near a decade at this point. Yeah, <laughs> long ass time, man. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, we're going a long, long time. Um, I think they're pretty damn well polished shows uh, that know know what they're doing, um, and we put out an episode every damn week. But um, literally this morning, I got a uh, "You've Been Approved" by Apple Podcasts notification in my inbox, Scott. So I've got a brand new podcast Ooh. just hitting feeds with one you, you know him from uh, "There Will Be Dungeons" with one Kyle Ferguson. Ah, Kyle Ferguson, we love Kyle. So we already yeah. liked Garrett, and we like Kyle. What do you guys do on that show? We uh, were for the last like four weeks, we've been experimenting with a a, 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 a gaming news show mm. where we talk about like one big headline and kind of dive into it. Um, and it also has given us a chance to kind of experiment with YouTube because uh, if you go watch it on YouTube, there's a lot more visuals than we're used to, but still coming out in podcast form. So now we have broken it out of uh, the Into the Nexus feed. It is now its own show. It is called Nexus Gaming News. Nice. And it is now available everywhere you get your podcasts That's so good. we just did an episode on uh those new restrictions in china saying that people under the age of 18 can only play one hour of online games a night and only on weekends yeah well that's uh, hell hell's bells uh, look you guys more great game information from voices you trust and this is one of them listen to this that's kyle doing a voice on there will be dungeons <laughs> i don't think he'll be talking like that but you know you want more Kyle? You might be surprised. Kyle is a man of many voices. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, well, awesome. Go check that out, you guys. It's available now. All right, let's get to the news. The news that matters, really, here on the TMS show. North Shore Pizza Dough Blob <laughs> grew so big and so enormous in proportions it overtook the dumpster it was sitting in, all due to the Ida uh, hurricane thing. All you've heard about is death and destruction from these hurricanes. We thought we'd talk about this giant pizza blob instead, all right? You can get all that news on lots of depressing 24-hour news networks, but not here. We're going to talk about pizza, pizza dough. A massive pizza dough discarded by a Domino's pizza employee tasked with prepping the Covington Pizzeria for Hurricane Ida has grown to be enormous over the past week. What started out as a blob fully contained by the dumpster has now risen and overtopped its metal confines thanks to temperatures that hovered in the 90s. Uh, they, uh, let's see, they was described, let's see, has documented the blob's growth. Oh, somebody, this person, resident, Nicole Amstutz, has documented the growth since Wednesday via social media. Domino's Pizza General Manager did not immediately respond to interview requests, which is too bad. Uh, her Facebook uh, post has garnered 1,600 shares as of Saturday afternoon. Not really that many. 
Uh, quote, I'm really just happy it's making so many people laugh at such a stressful time, she says. I would like to share photos of the pizza now with the chat room and people watching the video. Uh, if you're listening to audio, I apologize. Whoops, where is it? Okay, there it is. Look at that, man. Just huge. I mean, think of it. Dough is doing what? It's it's getting all yeasty and uh, it's kind of alive, right? Is that the whole idea with bread? Yes, it is a living organism. <laughs> look at that big stinky freaking nightmare. Oh my gosh, I would die. Oh, look at it. Mm, and there's look there's like a bug in there and there's like a snail just sitting outside of it. Oh yeah, baby. Th- this is this is I don't know, this looks like something straight out of like Fallout. <laughs> like I'm ready I'm ready for this to come alive and and uh uh, uh eat the master sword. Yeah. It's kind of makes you also realize that I don't know. We should probably eat less pizza. You know, I don't know why I feel that way looking at this. Is that weird? No, no. I disagree. I do not. My name is Garrett. I do not endorse this message. <laughs> eat pizza. Be happy. Pizza's pretty Unless, great. Unless, of course, you know, you have like a gluten allergy or something. That would be problematic. Yeah, I don't. I've never been allergic to gluten, and I really feel for those who are because there's so much stuff where you realize, oh, that's that bre- anything with bread. You're just screwed, right? Like You're just hosed. I can't live without bread. I'm supposed to be cutting down on bread myself, just in general, but but no bread. I mean, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, it's like my favorite thing. Yeah, I love bread. because it's bread. <laughs> yes, I love it so much. It's bread. It's the closest thing in the in the food world. It's like air. You know, you got bread and everything. Bread, bread is part of every. De- if you've got a sandwich, it's not not a sandwich without bread. Uh, pizza? What is pizza without dough? Uh, as as a fan of pan pizza, by the way, if this if this pizza dough was not sitting in front of a dumpster, my first thought would be that would make some damn good pizza because it has been left to rise for a long, long time. That'd yeah. be fluffy and awesome. It's the dumpster and the outdoors part that probably yeah put you off yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Bummerific, as as Kyle would say. Yeah, he would say that. That's such a Kyle thing to say. That's hilarious. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, cats. You have a cat? I can't remember. You got dogs, I know. I do. He's uh, warming my feet right now. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. Down here. Well, cats are great. We have one, too. Deckard, the cat. Uh, Carter says that right now Deckard is named after Deckard from um, from uh, Blade Runner and not from Deckard Kane. But but we'll see. <laughs> you stay a while and, and take this replica test. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Anyway, Deckard's a weirdo, but... Uh, this is interesting. Cats are falling, and I and I wonder about him sometimes with this because he is kind of a psycho. Cats are falling ill with life threatening stress as owners spend much more time at home due to the pandemic. Oh, who's going to think of the cats? All right, so you were ever curious just how much your cat does not care about you? No, he doesn't give a shit. Here we go. Yeah, my cat does not care about us at all. The coronavirus pandemic over the last year and a half has disrupted virtually every facet of 21st century life, from forcing people to work home and all that, to industries grinding to a halt. The coronavirus has uh, enacted a especially heavy toll on the nation. Animal experts have now warned pet cats all across the country, uh, or warned that. Uh, They have also felt the impact of the pandemic, with COVID forcing them into a new and rather alien lifestyle for cats. Cats are used to being around Nobody all day because everyone leaves and they just sort of have the house to themselves and they just do their own thing. According to the animal uh, charity Cats Protection, it's just condoms. It's just condoms. Uh, having to adjust their uh, their owners working from home has been a particularly stressful ordeal. Unlike man's best friend, cats tend to be more solitary creatures, especially when on the hunt. This, of course, is not always the case with every cat. According to the Blue Cross for Pets... 
Domesticated cats can still form an intimate bond with their owners on rare occasions, can develop separation anxiety when left alone for long periods of time. So basically, we have just effed with the cats. And now they're all either like having stress or depression or some combination of both or around them too much or not around enough anymore because some people are going back to work and they freak out. Has your cat exhibited any of these behaviors, Garrett? I De- so Dexter is a, I, I would say, a, a more affectionate than average cat. Mm. Um, he'll greet us at the door when we come home if we're out shopping or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he'll sleep at the foot of the bed for um, just long enough to be inconvenient. Yeah. As soon as I'm about ready to fall asleep, he wants to leave. And I sleep with the door shut because uh, I need my, my room to be like a dark cave to sleep. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I I would say Dexter is probably the most damn affectionate cat I have ever had. And I've, okay. I've had a few cats in my time. All right. Of all the cats I've ever had, and we probably had maybe 10 in, in my lifetime, uh, I think we had a cat named Link who was probably the most affectionate. He wanted to cuddle with you constantly and be held and just be around you and all that. All the rest of them, though, they did not give a shit about me or any of the humans. They were just like, give me food, let me roam free, and that's all they cared about or wanted to do. Half of them escaped because they were like, I'm going out into the wider world. One of them went out and I think sired like a billion other cats. <laughs> and I, Oh, no. Yeah, like <laughs> this this cat's name was Henry, and yes, he was named after Henry. My Oh, great. So there's just a bunch <laughs> of spawn of Henry yeah, running around. There are. There really literally are people... Who we still communicate with in our old neighborhood who were like, Wait, yeah, so we'll... hold on, Scott. Are you telling me that Henry did not obey? Henry did not. Well, he obeyed his libido. That's what you're asking, yes. <laughs> it's my favorite Nirvana song. <laughs> obey your libido? Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, you have to have a take. Look, you 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 grew up in the you know, this would have been your era a little bit. This kid this kid who was um uh, when he was a baby he was naked on the Nevermind album. Oh, the guy suing Nir- Nir- the Nirvana. Yeah. After, yeah. after like a decade of like benefiting from it and like making a big deal and reshooting it and and acting like it's the greatest thing in the world, now suddenly he's saying his life was ruined by it. And what do you? What's your take on that? You think he should? Yeah, get- buddy, you have you have too many years of, of public uh, endorsement of of reliving that experience for that story to seem like your complaints hold any water. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that thing yeah. is a money grab, and that's it. And. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, unfortunate. I've, there, there are pictures of me as a as a dopey looking naked kid in a in a tub floating around. That if those were following me around publicly, I just wouldn't care. I, you're you're a, you're a, you're not even a year old. You're a freaking baby. So that already to me is is a little bit fishy. Uh, secondly, the parents had signed it over, which is totally part of the deal. And thirdly, uh, he reshot the whole thing and wanted to be naked for it, and the photographers wouldn't let him. Uh, I think he, I think that guy's. I think he's full of crap. Yeah, listen, Dave Grohl is a national treasure. You you leave you leave Dave Grohl alone. Yeah, leave Dave alone. He's got that cool ten year old girl at con, in the concert playing drums. You've seen her; she's amazing. He's like I'm, being, I'm waiting for Dave Grohl to jump the shark, and I'm just starting to think that it is impossible for the man to to have a miss. No, he's great. I don't care about the Bee Gees. Those covers are insane. They're really good. They're very well done. That's right. Leave him and the other guy, Pocaselic or whatever his name is, Papa Papa Hoo-Ha. What's his name? Kevin. Kevin, Sorry, I don't actually know Nirvana's bassist's name. Kevin Mocha Mocha Chino. Whatever it is. Uh, Chris Novoselic. Novoselic. Leave those. Leave him alone. He's just retiring and chilling and doing whatever he's doing. Chris. (laughs) Chris. Christ. Christ. 
Is it Christ? There's, well, it's, it's a K-R-I-S-T. That, sound, that sounds like Christ to me, but whatever. I just remember that concert on MTV where he threw the bass up in the air and it came back down to hit him right in the face. <laughs> That's all I think about when I think of Novoselic. That's nice. Oh, when I think of him, I think of all the wrong names I give him and not the real one. That's what I think of. Anyway, little yeah, Lil Christ. He's he's that's his new name, and he's uh, rapping. Yeah, we're gonna call him Lil Lil Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna start his rap career. He can come down and uh, remodel homes in Florida with vanilla ice. Yep, just like uh, just like it was meant to be. Uh, so anyway, there's your there's your story there. Uh, cats, beware! You're having a hard time. All right. Back now. Okay, finally, speaking of Lil names, Lil Uzi Vert in the news. We just talked about him. My favorite trick in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's a good one, right? Oh, man. you mean, I've been in the mood again to go back to that one and two remake. I've been kind of. I just got a new TV and it was the first thing I booted up. Oh, look at you. It looks so here. good. Yeah. That game's great. What a great remake. Uh, or not remake, remaster. Um, I guess it kind of is a remake. It feels pretty redone. Like. You know, ground up kind of stuff. Yeah, I, it's I it I think it straddles the line, right? Because like it it does change the first game if you want, because it brings in controls from two that didn't exist in one, like right. manuals and stuff sure. like that. Sure, but mostly um, but I think it true. just improves it. Yeah, it's just it improves the game. It's very good. All right, Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, this is a direct quote. Fans ripped out my twenty-four million dollar forehead diamond. Unquote. Ouch! So he's famous for having a diamond, twenty-four million dollar diamond in his head. You know what uh, we call that? Uh, uh, the robot from uh, the MCU. Uh, yes, I was going to say it's. We call that getting visioned. Getting visioned. <laughs> Picking up on what I'm laying down, Scott. We're in sync today. I like it. <laughs> Claire says, "Dickhead." <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he's famous for having a lot of money jammed into his head, and he looks a lot like Vision. Uh, anyway. He says that his large pink diamond that he had there implanted in his forehead got dislodged when he jumped into a crowd at Rolling Loud. Is that a concert thing? Must have been or a place. Uh, it is not one I'm familiar with, but yeah, it would okay. appear to be a uh, Miami hip hop festival. I could have gone to this. You could have. Why didn't you? Should have. I wasn't aware of it. You're not into Lil Uzi Vert? Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy some rap, but I, I can't say I, I was familiar with Lil Uzi Vert before this. Garrett and I are on the same page on um, the 2019 album of the year was was Post Malone's uh, Hollywood is Bleeding. It's a fantastic and album. 100% uh, an artist that I became very aware of through irony, like yeah. making fun of him and kind of thinking his name was ridiculous and then uh, started actually listening to it yeah. and I kind of love Post yeah. Malone. He's great. This is where I ended up. Yeah, yeah I love that dude. Now he's like a, he's a local hero because he lives out here most of his time in a, a place up in Park City, and then he's got another one in Holiday. And yeah, seven fifty Lambo in the Utah snow. Yeah, he talks about Utah and his stupid songs and trunk in the front like that shit Dumbo, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So he's kind of got you know that going on. We're always trying to spot him at a Walmart because it goes in there to get his his magic cards. And I don't know, he's kind of a nerd, and my wife wants to feed him. It's a, it's a whole thing. But anyway. Uh, what was my point with that? Nothing. We just like Post Malone. And that album's great. And it's still great. And if you never heard it or just dismissed it because you're like, ah, whatever, the kids these days, that's a that's a great album. And, and speaking of Nirvana, if you haven't seen his uh, Nirvana cover set that he did during the beginning stages of lockdown. Oh, it's so crap. good. It's so good. Yeah. And he's it's got really the, uh, 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 he's wearing a dress the whole time. 
wearing a dress the whole time and and just called up his buddy Travis Barker to come play drums for it. It was it was a Katie and I watched the whole damn thing. It, it was, was great. great. It was really good. That was from the basement of his uh I think the Park City house, which is a sprawling massive place. He's got a guy who's in charge of security and has like 12 security guys. It's nuts. It's nuts. Freaking post Malone. He's like 26. What are you doing? All right, moving on. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, back to the rapper with the thing in his head. Rapper said uh, he had a $24 million rock embedded into his uh, flashy facial implant. Uh, claimed it saved uh, up. Or, sorry, he claimed he saved up for years for the pink gemstone and wanted it to put it in his forehead because he was afraid he would otherwise lose it. Uh, according to Lil Uzi, the implant wasn't foolproof because when he did this, a uh, fan reached out and grabbed it and ripped it right off his forehead. Now, the good news is he didn't suffer any serious facial damage. That's already been done by putting a diamond in your head. Okay. So whatever damage that did was the damage you're going to have. And um, has a barbell piercing in its place right now. Uh, he also still has the diamond. They didn't get away with it. It just got yanked out. He got it back. Uh, they don't go into details as to how he got it back. If they just hand this, it over. Yeah. I'm looking up this 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 uh, Rolling Loud Festival. This is back in July. Why is this just now breaking? Oh, yeah. This is news uh, as of like. Yeah. Also, I, I missed out because Post Malone headlined the final day. Yeah. No kidding, right? Oh, there he is. Yeah, maybe he's just finally telling the story. But there he is with his... Oh, okay, because here's... Yeah, that's the deal. He shows up to a thing. He doesn't have the diamond. He's got, like I said, a bar in there right now, a pierce. And people were like, what happened? And then he told the story. There he is on the night of. Oh, look at that. Just yanked right... Just like what you'd think it looked like. Just a raw, meaty hole in his head from getting that pulled out of there, man. Yeah, it it that looks painful and gross and the fact that there's it's a pink diamond and there's blood around it like it's just ugh, everything about that just looks like it, look, it looks like a D monster yeah i don't like it it does <laughs> the poor prince the, was cursed and now the the gold the diamond encrusted beholder <laughs> uh they he said the diamond's still there i don't see it in that picture let me see uh, it's 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 the pink thing dead in the oh, middle. Yeah, if you, so you put it, tried to put it back. I thought maybe that was just a flesh hole, but I guess you're right. All right, and maybe oh. it only partially came out. Ugh, Ugh dude, why? Everything you do that about yourself? this just ah, uh, it's just ah. Uh, I, I, I could put like two pencils through my ear holes and this pisses me out. He's also got face tattoos that look like they would have hurt like hell putting them on. Look at those. Oh, yeah, yeah it, is, it is what it is. Hey, where's you? You got a tattoo somewhere, right? I do not. No, oh. I, I like tattoos, but uh, <laughs> speaking to my previous hobby of cars, every time I think about getting one, I think about all the car parts I could buy. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Because, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollar uh, tattoo is, is worth some parts. I get that. Yeah, you get some stuff. Katie's car really needs uh, coilovers. For me, is, for me, it's a permanence thing, and I don't know what I want permanently on me, and I can't decide. And people are like, well, you'll draw your own, right? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if I want to. What if I draw something I'm, I hate? It's in just, in high school, like growing up, like listening to like like AFI and stuff, and like really being into like the kind of like uh, horror punk, spooky stuff like that. I really wanted uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas tattoos. I'm 34 now. I still kind of want Nightmare Before Christmas tattoos. <laughs> uh, you know, some of that stuff will stick around. You're right. Like, it, <laughs> but but if it, what if it was something else? Like I don't know. Let's say you're a kid who's really into Barney. Would you really still want a Barney tattoo? <laughs> Listen, if you're still in the Barney when you're like getting to the age where you can make decisions about inking yourself, you know, go for it. Yeah. Like, 
Well, my kids are trying to just convince me that I should just get one. And Kim already got her little arm thing. And I don't know, dude. I just, it's too permanent. I Give me that technology where I can like, you know, digitally print it and it's permanent until you decide you want to change it. And then it's I really think you easy. should 110% get can tattooed on you. Oh, on yourself my somewhere. Lord. Should I really? Like if you start with something just absolutely absurd, but that means something to you, I think I think you're just gonna have fun. You'll become less precious about it, and, and ideas will just start rolling as to what you want to get. You know what? That's not bad. I'm just looking here too. I've got this one version of him. That's like all. You should bring it to like. You should do your research. Find like a really good like traditional black and white tattoo artist, and and bring Can and be like, I want your rendition of this. That's so it like looks all traditional and awesome. That's not. But bad. it's still just Can. Yeah. Your damn. Because I'd still have to have somebody, somebody would have to take it and render it and, you know, make it look right. Oh, there's a little Uzi in the background still. But like this 3D can chat room, what do you think of that? That'd be all right. All right. It'd be okay. I don't know. It's good stuff. I look, I, I for one look forward to Scott eventually looking like a, an old grizzled sailor just covered in ink. <laughs> Great. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine it. We'll see if that day ever comes. In the meantime, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom Merritt will be here. You're familiar with him, you know. You know, big, Tom big fan of the of the the Tom Merritt. Yeah, you might even do a show with him occasionally about Star Wars. Occasionally, so. it's my most regular podcast. I yeah. mean, the show you do all the time uh, with with Tom Merritt uh, about Star Wars. Well, he's coming on next to talk about some technology stuff. After that, we got Nicole with recommendals. So stick around. Lots coming up. In the meantime, we're going to play a quick song. Now, this is like I said, one that you recommended to me. Uh, to play today and this I don't is know, maybe legitimately I'll let, in, I'll let you intro it tell me about this thing what is, what is this song? The, so we're about to play uh I, I did some quick research by the way too brian's website goes back to 2017 as yeah. far as i could find to see what's been played on tms and i did a control f and i didn't find this played anywhere uh this is goldfinger's cover of 99 red balloons yeah. um i first heard this song downloading it off of napster oh, if nice. that gives you an idea of when i first heard the song <laughs> And uh, it is probably still to this day my absolute favorite cover ever. Wow. Like, I love this uh, so much. It has absolutely ruined the original for me. You know, the Nina 99 Red Balloons. Oh, you know, yeah. I can't even. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. This is better classic, than that. But yeah. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love, love this song. Plus, it just so. fits your music taste, and, and it turns out you and I share a lot of that. So as soon as I heard it, I went like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. So that'll be our song today. We're going to play it now, and when we come back, all that other stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back.
and everyone a red balloon it's all over and i'm standing pretty in the dust that was a city if i could find a souvenir just to prove the world was here and here it is a red balloon i think of you and let it go See? Now that is healthy for a boy his age. I mean that as a doctor, not as just a mother. Ah, it is so good to see him having fun for a change with an attractive young woman who obviously looks at him with extraordinary affection. I've had a traumatic experience. Off, hairball. This is the morning stream. And we're back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there and having fun with us today. We appreciate it. Tom Merritt incoming. It's nice about Tom Merritt is when you add him to a call, he's the first guy on the list because he goes by Ace Detect. And uh, that makes things simple. So, as a podcaster, I just want you people out there to know how much I appreciate somebody being in the A column uh, alphabetically because I can just pull them in and it's like no problem at all. Here's this. With the computer as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. Hey, look who it is. It's Tom Merritt joining us from his side camera. Mm. A little side eye yeah, for you today. This happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why uh, why uh, Discord decided to pick that camera. <clears throat> sometimes it just has a little mind of its own and then Tom switches. There he is. There he is. Oh, he's even wearing a Star Wars shirt. You did that on purpose, didn't you? No. Oh, Trek, sorry. Read it. Read it. <laughs> just what does it. it say? Well, you, you Scott threw- got owned by typography. Yeah, they got me that typography own. Oh, my Lord. Well done. Uh, that's awesome, actually. Uh, I want a shirt. Yeah, like that. this is one of my favorite shirts of all time. I wore this uh, to the uh, uh, premiere of The Force Awakens. Oh, very nice. Did you? But did anybody, you know, square off with you and get mad or anything, or you you were good? No, no, okay. no. Everybody was too too excited and happy uh, <laughs> for that. Um, uh, and by the way, when I say premiere, I mean the first premiere to me. I didn't go to like the red carpet or anything like that. No, not like uh, these and days. For anybody listening, I'm wearing a Star Trek shirt. That uses, as Garrett pointed out, the typography of Star Wars. Ah, gotcha. Thank you for that. We always remember. We got to remember these audio folks and give them the the mind's eye a little bit. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, audio note yeah. In, inserted here. There you go. Hey, quick uh, thing. Uh, your wife hasn't gotten like an early screener for Dune yet, right? Tell me that hasn't happened yet. No, no, not not all the studios uh, put her on the list. If she was actually conducting the interviews, she'd probably get it. Uh, but but she has not, as just a producer, director of the department, got it. Sadly, because I'm. Out I've of seen my the mind. entire the morning show though. I'm out of my oh, oh the whole new season. That's cool. Yeah, I'm out of my mind excited about Dune. Um, and you know, in our circles, that's probably not a big shock. But uh, no, no, it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it looks incredible. Eight minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. What's that about? Holy crap! Eight minutes. What do you even do? Why not ten? Why not ten? Why only? Well, that's a good point. Just trying to set a Guinness World Record or something. That sounds a little specific and suspect. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought so too. Why not ten? 
<laughs> I love it. The thing is longer that than... Was, that was very internet of me to be like, oh, eight minutes. Why not ten? Yeah, why not? That was very internet. But like eight minutes, that's like longer than Freebird or something. That's a long time to stand and, and clap for a thing. So I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. bodes well. Bodes it's well. true. Very excited. Anyway, uh, watch for that in October. But before that, we got to talk about some tech. Uh, today is the Daily Tech News Show version of the TMS segment that we do called Tom's Tech Time. And Tom probably brought some uh, tech news that you've been digging around for today. Uh, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, Amazon just announced uh, its Just Walk Out technology is coming to Whole Foods. Oh. Uh, if, you, if you're unaware, Just Walk Out... Uh, is was first installed in Amazon Go stores. Those are like convenience store-sized places. Uh, the idea being you, you scan uh, a QR code or insert a credit card associated with your Amazon account or are they now doing this palm thing where you can associate your palm with your Amazon account. Uh, you walk in, you get all your stuff, and you walk out. Uh, you don't have to go through a cashier. Mm. Uh, in larger stores, uh, which they have done with Amazon Fresh, which are their their big 30,000 square foot grocery store size, uh, they make you scan it again on the way out. I think with the Amazon Go stores, at least when they launched, you could just walk out. It would know you walked out and then it would charge you. Right. Uh, the, and the whole thing is there are cameras in the ceiling, cameras and sensors all over the place that can tell who you are and what you pick up. Uh, and charge you appropriately, and if you if you put something back, it tells that uh, everybody you know who's who's skeptical is like that'll never work. People will steal stuff. It'll mischarge. Uh, it's been running for a couple of years now, and so far there have not been widespread horror stories. You know, I'm sure it makes mistakes from time to time, but it seems like it works pretty well. So this is the big news: is they're bringing it to Whole Foods, mm. uh, which Amazon bought several years ago, and is the largest number of grocery stores it has. Now, to start with, it's only going uh, into the Glover Park neighborhood in Washington, D.C., and the Sherman Oaks area in Los Angeles, California. Uh, two stores to start next year, but I guess if it works well there, the idea is to, to bring it to other Whole Foods stores. And because anybody who knows anything about Whole Foods knows that Whole Foods shoppers can be persnickety, uh, you don't have to use it. Uh, as you walk in, you can decline like, no, 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 I don't want to be tracked. Uh, and then you can just use a self-checkout lane or uh, or they'll even have a customer service person to, to ring you up old-fashioned style if you really need it. Uh, and that will be necessary if you're using EBT or eWIC or if you just want to pay with cash or a gift card or something. Yeah, I 100% am down with this because they already have all the info on me they want. So it's not like they're going to get any more by tracking what I pick up or don't pick up and whether I pay for it. But my only... My only thing I wanted to say about this was it feels like the naming's a little bad given that it's Amazon and uh, the, the the phrase just walk out feels like something that some of their employees who are a little pissed about working <laughs> conditions like. It's also the name of the warehouse employee movement. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that that was the first thing that came into mind for me. <laughs> they named this before the cresting of the uh, of the labor problems that uh, they had, so they're kind of stuck with it. I think. Sure. Well, I I mean, I would I would actually really like to try this, but it sounds like it's going to be a ways off for our Whole Foods here before I get in there. So, oh come on, fly out on out to Los Angeles. We'll, All right, we'll I'm head on up my way. Sherman Oaks. And- I'm on my way. I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the other thing that's important about this is uh, they say that they will continue to employ about the same number of people they would in any similar size store in oh. these stores. So they're gonna they're not gonna cut down on employees. Uh, they're going to use those employees to help you out in the store, greet you at the front, you know, be be available for problems. So it's not like they're 
they're going to employ fewer people. They, you know, with Amazon with its labor issues, is 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 hastening to to point that out. One one would assume that there will be false positives though, because that's just the nature of anything. There's going to be one or two cases sometime here or there where that happens. Yeah, but that, that's why I said that earlier. Is they've been doing this in areas in the UK. They've been doing it at the convenience stores. They've been doing it at their big fresh stores, and we have not heard stories of widespread. Uh, mistakes. I've seen a couple anecdotal things here and there, but it does seem like it works most of the time. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for this future. Probably, right. probably no more mistakes than you have in a, in a human cashier, which also occasionally ring things up wrong. Right. Yes, that's true. Right. Like that's the other thing I was going to say. We already got a lot of human error going on. I yeah, know yeah. I do. <laughs> every time I go to, every time I go to Smith's over here, we have uh, we have our moments. But uh, uh, but yeah, like I'm 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 ready for this future. It's fine with me. A lot of people get scared it's by funny. This stuff. This is not really necessarily related to this, but I, I was buying those big gallon jugs of water uh, yesterday, uh, which we use in a, in a little dispenser thing. And uh, I my regular thing is I, I leave nine of them because it's 10 for $10. I leave nine of them in the cart uh, and I put one on the conveyor belt and then I tell them as they're ringing it up, I got 10 total. Yeah. And then they ring it up. It's all good. Uh, the guy bagging yesterday, as soon as I came up, he's like, he's got bottles in here. <laughs> And the grocery store, the cashier kind of glared at him like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll get to it. Uh, that's great. You witnessed Whereas a little. Whereas if I had um, had cashierless technology, no unpleasantness for anyone. Yeah, everybody would have been fine. You'd have gotten out of there and nobody would have been the wiser. Uh, Garrett, yeah. do you do you look forward to our weird future of walking out of stores and it just knowing what you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, it, like so much of this conversation is, has been about verifying if it actually works, and it's like, yeah, if it works pretty darn well, yeah, uh, sign who me cares? up. Yeah, and the quicker but, they but, do it, the quicker everybody else will do it, right? Like we'll see this at yeah. smaller chains, and you know, all the Kroger. Well, yeah, that, that's it. another thing to to keep in mind is they have already licensed this out to other customers. Uh, so so Amazon, you know, in their Amazon way. Uh, is has turned something they developed for themselves into a platform that they're they're giving out to to or not giving out they're, that they're licensing and selling uh, to other customers. There's a place in Delaware that's doing it. There's a few places overseas that are doing it. Uh, so this this is happening. Uh, this has been happening for years. It works. Uh, it's now beginning to spread where it's more likely that you may run into a store that, that has it within the next year or two. Yeah, JC Calhoun reminds me in the chat too, there's these other methods like scan as you go, which is a, uh, you know, they also use some of that in the in the uh, Whole Foods for a while there, uh, or an equivalent to that. But like Sam's Club is scan as you go. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if at the end of all of this, what will end up being the dominant way of doing it will be the one that gives the consumer the feeling that they have the most control while they're there. And scan as you go, at least feels like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm the one that did this. I know that I got five of these or whatever. And yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Like, will will it be, will it be a? I don't trust you to get it right, or will it be a? Gosh, it sure is a whole lot more convenient not to have to scan as I go. Yeah. Uh, well, because the other thing with scan as you go is, what if you make a mistake? Right. 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 And what if then you wander out with something in your cart? You know, it's actually probably better for Amazon to just do the sensors because again. I, I feel the resistance, not just in you, Scott, but 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 in the world of like this can't work, and it's like, but it does. It does. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It, I'm it really all for does. It. I love it. I can't wait for the first time I do it because I suspect I'm going to feel a, a certain feeling of like, um, I don't know, it's going to be euphoria or something. I'm going to walk out of there and go, 
I just did. I walked out and it just knew what I had and it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm all Well, for and it. that's the thing about the larger stores. I don't know if Amazon Go uh, has has changed how it does things, but in the Amazon Fresh stores and in the Whole Foods implementations that are coming up, uh, you will have to scan again on your way out. Gotcha. Uh, it does make you do a confirmation on your way out. So you can't just walk out, really. Right. Uh, you, you have to, if, you, if you scanned your palm on the way in, you scan your palm on the way out. If you scanned a barcode on the way in, you scan the barcode on the way out. What if you wore, okay, imagine it's a store like a Costco where you have like a lot of stuff, clothes, food, whatever. What yeah, if you yeah. wore your, the underwear you bought there last week and then it charges you again for that underwear, but you're wearing it? it. That's, that's, that's not what happens. <laughs> Again, this happens. is not like they're, they're trying it for the first time, right? right. This, this has been tried at, at uh, I think, a few hundred stores now for, for well, a couple it, of years. Yeah. And there's not, the, the, not every individual pair. What underwear are you buying that has individual uh, <laughs> mechanisms within them that can actually check? Just, that I is a very know. good point. We'll Usually it's, it alarms, sees yeah. you pick the thing up and put it in your cart. Yeah. So right. it's not scanning through your pants. All right. You don't have I'm an NFC chip those in little, your crotch. I think those little uh, sticky appliques that are always, used to always be inside like the DVD boxes. Like, do you like carry a DVD box with you every time you go to Walmart? What do you, what do you do? I keep it in my underwear on my junk. That's how you get, that's how you get double scanned. I bet. Ah, they're getting, they're out to get me. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm all for this. I, I I only ask the questions I know the world will ask. But personally, let's do it. No, no, I appreciate that. I really do. Let's do it. I'm ready to barrel through there and leave without talking to anybody. I think that sounds great. Uh, well, speaking of barreling through and talking to people, uh, later today the Daily Tech News Show happens at two thirty Mountain Time. I'll be there because it's Wednesday. That's when I'm on, and I love being on. Tom, anything else uh, you want to mention or talk about today? Uh, yeah, let's uh, listen. Uh, if you're if you're into daily tech news, uh, please join us. Uh, there'll be more of this conversation and, and other things to boot. Uh, for instance, there's a, a story kicking around uh, about. Uh, let me see if I can I can pull this up real quick about Australia's new law uh, that makes you responsible for some of the posts on your Facebook group page uh, if you're running a Facebook group. So uh, keep keep an eye out for that and other things, dailytechnewsshow.com. And I just want to say thanks to everybody uh, who's picked up Project Vera uh, on Audible. It's uh, It's been a, a, a great amount of feedback, uh, almost entirely positive. So I'm, I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, if you have picked it up and you haven't left a review, please do, because that helps other people discover it uh, and uh, spread the word. Uh, and and again, thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's it's really, really been a positive experience. And it's probably down to that amazing cover art. That's, That's probably it. Yeah. I actually have gotten nothing but nice comments about the art and it makes me very happy that, uh, to have contributed that. So huge thanks to everybody for your nice comments and for picking that up and and uh, enjoying it because it's very enjoyable it turns out uh it's tom Merritt, everybody it's ace detect on twitter and you can follow him there tom have a fantastic week and we'll see you later this afternoon take care bye now good to see you tom yeah it's tom Merritt. always good to see tom isn't it i won't lie it's always good i uh i really i really uh geeked out the first time i met tom yeah and you, you for that matter yeah uh, what what is you, uh, you were less I, I think I geeked out less because I had talked to you multiple times 
uh, you know, guesting on podcasts before. Oh yeah, we'd done stuff. Um, in fact, I was on. I remember when I was on Starcast, and I remember thinking you were a really cool tomato. Like you were really chill about the entire Aww. experience. Yeah, and you also seemed <laughs> older. Tomato, a cool tomato. You know, made up thing I just made up. Hey, look who it is! I know that voice. Listen to this. Nicole Spagnolo joining us from Colorado. We need at least one Coloradan on the show. Uh, well, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, she's here joining us as she does every Wednesday to do recommendals. Nicole, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Are you- uh, oh, look. She says hello too. It's Maude. Uh, not Maude. Uh, Our, it's not Maude. It's Blanche. Well, she no, was- not Blanche. Uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. But she was Maude in the show Maude. And I always get them mixed yes. up. She's also Femputer. Femputer thinks. Oh, she's great. And, I follow. Yeah. Follow this guy on TikTok who reenacts scenes from the Golden Girls. Yeah. It's one of the best accounts that I follow. <laughs> oh, really? That sounds all right. And the whole thing, it's amazing. That sounds great. You should share that with me because I would follow that. As well. well, I'm super into it. I like that show. I'm unapologetically a Golden Girls fan. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, anyway, Nicole joins us on Wednesdays, as she always does, to do some recommendals. And uh, today will be fun because uh, with our guest host, Garrett, he he has a recommendal as well. Ooh. I, I've watched a lot of things recently. Yeah. Well, we narrowed down, we narrowed down to one. And I'm going to play it. And people are going to know right away because the clip I found for you is kind of obvious, I think. But I'm dying <laughs> to hear about this thing. So we'll start with yours uh, in place of Brian. Normally, we start with him. Uh, it's a movie. And you watch this where? How'd you see it? Uh, you can rent it for like six or seven bucks, basically anywhere you can rent your movies, your 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 Amazons, your Apple TV Pluses, any any of those places. All those oh, places. Oh. All right. Well, here's, oh, yeah. here's the clip. See if you guys can figure it out. And you will. But here you go. I'm looking for a truffle pig. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't understand. I just want to know about the pig. Tell him who you are. Come on, tell him. Chef Feld. Oh my God. Uh, may I? Uh, how are you? My God, you, you, you've been off the scene for what, uh, 10 years? 15. Really? Okay. I thought you would, um, well, I mean, the time is very. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, do you need medical attention? No. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Tell us, tell us about pig. I want to see pig. I, uh, Katie and I like have been hemming and hawing about finally watching this, this damn movie, uh, for weeks since it's been available to, to view on demand at home. And, uh, finally just decided it was time to watch it, um, over the week, over the long weekend. And, um, yeah, it's, it's Nicholas cage. The, the movie is literally called pig, just P I G. Um, it got a lot of buzz when the trailer came out because everyone, it seemed like, and their mother was yelling, it's John Wick, but with a pig instead of a dog. And I thought it was taken. Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> I heard, I heard taken same. with a pig. <laughs> it, I mean, the pig was taken. Uh, There's not really a spoiler since it's like in the first few minutes of the movie and it's in every trailer and every summary of the film. So unless you're like anti-trailer, then well, you're probably stopped listening to this segment, but um, (laughs) like um, I loved it. I will say though, it is not John wick. It is not John wick at all. Yeah. 
It's not like a revengey um, kind of thing at all, right? It's just like a weird. No, it you know. it feels that way. Like this, it is so uh, uh, textural and like slow and simmering, and it just feels like it's constantly slowly escalating to a point of like you're just sitting there on the edge of your seat. Like, when is this going to go off? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's way more. It is like it is a proper, just really good drama. Um, I, I think it's the best thing I've ever seen Nicolas Cage do. I keep like, it is the that. best performance I've ever seen him. I keep hearing that. That off. surprises me because there's a lot of stuff he's good in. Like that's yeah, his, that's he's, his he's career. He's a good right? actor, and yeah. and this movie I think is 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 the greatest showcase of 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 his acting talent. It's it is uh, it is like a really poignant film. It is it is it is it takes itself very seriously, um, despite how hilarious it is to be like, oh yeah, it's a Nicolas Cage movie where he's trying to find a pig. Like that sounds so absurd because Nicolas Cage is like a, he is a meme like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by simply by existing. But um, yeah, the movie, it was just really good um, is, is all I can say. It's like, it's, it's got some, it, it sounds cheesy and corny, but it's some really good themes about like, kind of like being true to yourself. And um, it really is, has kind of a scathing criticism of hipster culture and gentrification. Mm. It's, it's a good movie. Okay. Um, I'm in. I, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm in. It's sad though. Um, it is, it, and, and not not in obvious ways. It it goes to some pretty serious and uh, and difficult emotional places. Okay. Well, sign me up. I'm I'm, fan, I'm super interested in this. It feels like it's the kind of guy that's these days in his career that he's gonna he's gonna accept every deal that comes his way, and ninety four percent of it's gonna be kind of bad, but it will pay the bills and you know whatever, keep him working. And then once in a while, something will fall on his lap where you're like, oh, okay, this is this is actually really good. And I feel that way about, was it Mandy? That weird horror movie? I was going to ask if you had seen that. Yeah, that thing was no. weird. Oh, you should watch Mandy, dude. Weird. I mean, I wouldn't call it like an amazing performance per se, but the film itself. Oh, just... this is, I've seen the trailer for this. This is already out? Yeah. You oh, can yeah. watch this? Yeah, it's, it's out. out I saw it on Shutter. Oh, I, I think. Didn't... Yeah, it's really I didn't know that. Really, really, really good, but also one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And like I say, like if you do enough stuff, I guess eventually you're going to hit, you know, a couple of quality things. I don't know. He's just such a weirdo. Everything about his career cracks me up and is strange and is interesting. And I really like him when he's good. So hearing this makes me stoked. I'm going to see it. I'm going to rent it and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> All right. Well done. <laughs> Uh, here's mine. Uh, it's a documentary. Yeah, that's right. I like those. And it's Amazon Prime uh, who has the rights okay, for this one. So. Okay, we're safe. We're oh, safe. good. Are we? Oh, whew, whew. Because a couple times I always run over Nicole's. It feels like I guess Brian does too, but uh, but not today. Today is uh, this one. So I'll play it and see if you guys can figure it out. It'll probably be easy. I've wanted to tell a story about acting for a very long time. About truth and illusion. A sermon is going to be about truth and illusion. The truth is, in order to find each character, I've had to put a little bit of me in them and find a little bit of them in me. I've lived in the illusion almost as much as I've lived outside of it. Guesses? Thoughts? Anyone? Hmm, it's a documentary? Yep. And that I'll give you the the one hint here is that that is not the per that the voice you're hearing sounds a lot like oh, it's the Val. Yeah, I started it. to watch this. Oh, good. There you go. Then you got it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Val. Val, the Val Kilmer thing. Um, 
Oh, uh, gotcha. I haven't seen this yet. Uh, Highly recommend this documentary. Um, Even though it's a little navel gazy. um, What? Well, how do I put this? It's like. (laughs) Did you say navel gazy? Yeah, like navel. You ever heard of navel gazing? It's like. um, Uh, How do you define that? Uh, Let me give you the actual definition. Navel gazing. Okay. Like a. Not navel gazy. Navel gain gazing. in your navel for weight <laughs> button. Uh, here it is. <laughs> it, it's self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. There's the word. Self-indulgent. Uh, the actual okay. definition is excessive introspection, self-absorption, or concentration on a single issue. Um, th- this is definitely that because it's you know it's Val Kilmer and it's him narrating the whole damn thing. But he's he not. It isn't everything. And it's not him, by the way. That's a voice of someone who sounds like him when he's younger because he can't narrate anything because he had throat cancer and he can't he can't talk anymore. Um, his voice, well, he can, but it's through one of those bear, bear, bear things in his neck and he's barely audible. They have to subtitle everything he actually tries to say, but this is him talking now about his life, about his process, about the films he's been in, uh, yeah. why he took certain roles, certain roles he wanted to get away from, but glad he didn't cause they helped define who he was going to be. Um, his method for acting, he's very much a method actor of his time and, Anyway, it's really interesting. Um, I found it to be kind of hard to look away from. I really enjoyed it. And um, part of that, I think, is that, you know, here's a guy in his, gosh, he's got to be pushing 60 then, something like that. Um, He looks nothing like he used to look. He used to be this hunky, you know, Hollywood dude um, who who did a lot of art project artsy projects, but also a lot of like mainstream Hollywood stuff like the saint and the Batman movie and, you know, all those sorts of things and things in the middle, like, like heat and, you know, amazing movies like that. He gets throat cancer late in his career and it was a bad one and it really tore him up. And now he looks nothing. You'd see him in a crowd and go, I don't know who that is. You'd have no idea it was Val Kilmer. It's just a completely different human being. I mean, it really ravaged him, but he's retained his wit, his sarcasm, his, sort of weird outlook on life and he's just sort of living his own (laughs) to his own beat and there's something really fascinating about all of that and i really really liked it um and they touch on almost every movie you can think of doc holiday and in tombstone uh his uh jim morrison and the doors movie that got him an oscar nomination um the island of dr moreau yeah they talked about that and his wife leaving him while he was filming that Wow. Um, and him not knowing that she was leaving at all. Like there was no expectation for that. And this was someone he met doing a movie like Real Genius or something. I may have mixed up which movie it was. But anyway, there's this whole just like story and they jump back and forth. So it's, oh, that's the other thing. The important thing, the reason this documentary even exists is because as far back as like the early 80s, when he's hanging out with like Kevin Bacon and these different actors from that era, and they're all really young uh, he's got a video camera. Nobody else does. This isn't now where we all have phones. It was back in the day when no one had a video camera. He had one everywhere he went. So Val Kilmer filmed everything behind the scenes of Top Gun, behind the scenes of everything. And he's just filming, filming, filming all the time. And Doesn't it remind you of that Kid 90 documentary that I a little recommended bit. a while back? A little, In fact, a oh, whole lot, actually. That, yeah. Funny you'd say that. A yeah. whole lot it reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, so you get to see all these other people. You get to see kind of where his head was at during all of this. And you have actual footage of his family and his brother who died way too early. And um, that kind of a, how that affected him and all this. Anyway, 
There's a lot more to it, and I don't want to tell you guys the entire documentary, but I think it's really worth seeing if you are at all interested in his career. Um, and even if you're not, just kind of, you know, here's an artist and here's what makes him tick kind of kind of, kind of thing going on there. But, you know, if you don't like Val Kilmer, probably aren't going to like this because it's all about, you know, it's all about him. <laughs> the, literally, the thing is the name of his first name. Uh, so anyway, it's on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime original, and it's, I would assume, there in perpetuity. So if you have Prime Video, you can... You can go watch that anytime you want. Okay. okay. Um, he almost turned down Top Gun. And he is in the new Top Gun movie, but no one knows how that'll be. Like, no one knows if he's going to... It'll be like, oh, Iceman had cancer, and so we're going to... Maverick's going to see him or something, or... We don't know. I'm really yeah, curious. That's the first thing I ever remember seeing him in. Yeah, right? That was a big deal um, for him. Real genius for me. Or, no, Top Secret. Top Secret, yeah. And they talk a ton about Top Secret and show a bunch of footage from it and... And yeah, he, someone who like grew up in the '90s, like I, the Top Gun was just always on repeat. If it was on TV, my dad was watching it all the way through. Um, so I saw it a million times. Dude, Top Gun is Willow great. Before Top, oh, that's right. He was in Willow. No, Top Secret. Yeah. Then that. Top Secret, Willow, then Top Gun. I think okay. is the order. And uh, well, he talked a lot about Willow, and uh, there's just a ton of stuff. It's it's really cool. Anyway, if you're if that's interesting to you, well, then get in there. I mean, he is in one of the greatest films ever made, which is. Uh, Heat. Heat is one of the finest films ever made, ever. It's the greatest heist movie ever made, in my opinion. That, and, that um, movie is on my wall of shame. I have not seen oh, Heat. Oh, Garrett, you'll love it. It's so good. Make sure it's on that hot new TV years and get some good sound because the shootout scene in the bank is still among the most visceral. Ah, oh, geez. Thanks for the spoiler, Scott. There's, oh. a, there's a shootout in a bank in Heat. Oh, my uh, God. There's crazy, no, right? no point in watching this movie now. I gave the whole thing away in one fell swoop. <laughs> Anyway, available now. All right, Nicole, uh, what did you see or do? I gave you some clips. Oh, there they are right here. The trailer is nothing but instrumental, and so I couldn't just give you the the trailer. Well, no worries, because I'll find it right now. Uh, This is the one listed as today. There we go. The one that says recommendals. Got it. Not the the German accent. Not the German accent? Okay. All right, here it is. Sometimes I was walking around in the warehouse. There was a big table with a lot of paintings all over the place. And I saw a guy painting uh, with a script liner brush, signing the, the signature of Bob Ross on the painting. I thought, hey, wait a minute, this guy died, and now somebody's signing a Bob Ross painting. What's going on here? A lot of people are able to paint almost exact copies of Bob Ross. And you don't see the difference. I don't see the difference. Nobody can see the difference. The difference probably is a signature, but even then you don't know if it is uh, valid. Well, is that a Bob Ross over there? That is a Bob Ross painting, because somebody told me that it was. I can pretty much recognize the Bob Ross painting. What do you think about the idea that the only person that is qualified to authenticate a Bob Ross painting is, in fact, a Ned Kowalski? Bullshit. BS. Sorry. Baloney. <laughs> when I saw that guy, that was for me one of the triggers to say there's something very wrong here. Okay. This is that Bob Ross thing. I've got to see this. 
Uh, yes, this is the the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix, and the trailer is so like dramatic because it was like we can't show you this. Blah blah. And I was like, all right, I'll fine, I'll just watch it because I mean, I have fond memories of Bob Ross. I think everyone has fond memories of Bob Ross and the joy of painting and right. like there's like there was like the whole resurgence of because of the ASMR going on. Yeah. Um, but as he's, you watch he's right this, up there with realize, like he's right up there with like um, Fred Rogers or whatever. It's like this, yes, yeah, you know, p- pure wholesome kind of thing from everyone's childhood, and yeah, that whole thing. So you heard in that clip, Annette K- Kowalski, uh, her husband also was in there, and they they basically did Bob Ross wrong, mm. and uh, the Reddit forum for Bob Ross, woo. Mm. They're in a tizzy. They're yeah. in a tizzy. Mm. Um, they're actually petitioning Netflix to give Bob Ross's son, Steve Ross, his own painting show on Netflix. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know his son. Does his son? I guess he paints. He must paint. Yes. So he was in. You learn about the history of the show, how it came to be. It's it's a really fascinating kind of behind the scenes of how this show became so popular and Bob Ross was a good guy, but he was also human. So you get to see some behind the scenes stuff of him, you know, playing around, trying to get his son as um, one of the art instructors. And, you know, with anything, greed. And that's why I think it's called like greed and whatever. Um, I can't remember Greed the whole title. And yeah. Greed and whatever. Oh, here it is. It's called uh, the, or wait, uh, what's it called? Crap. I thought I had oh hap, happy accidents betrayal and greed is it called betrayal and greed yeah so but Bob Ross was trying to set up his son as like his successor um but there's like all of this like shady stuff happening with art classes and paints and brushes and it's like you wouldn't think there's that much drama in the art supply world but there are there is um and uh the Kowalskis are not happy about the documentary at all. Mm. Figure, and yeah. a lot they couldn't get a lot of people to be on camera because they were afraid of being sued by them. Um, so interesting. I highly recommend watching it if you have you know memories of of Bob Ross. So somehow, um, what's her name's involved in this as a producer? Um, crap, I can't think of her name. The act actress. Um, she's in the other the Heat movie. Um, she was on Gilmore Girls. What's wrong with me? Uh, she was of uh, the oh, um, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is a co-producer on this thing. Well, she is. Yeah, and there was some interview with her where she said, uh, "This is all I've seen with this." Was this interview? But she said that I don't have one here. when they built this or when they were making this documentary, their goal was to just make a Bob Ross documentary and find mm-hmm. out how he ticks. A little bit more like the like the Fred Rogers documentary. All the ins and outs of it, him testifying in Congress, just like, here's a complete Mr. Rogers documentary, which is kind of what that documentary is. They went out to do that here, and she was saying that they just kept running into all this weirdness and like yeah. backstabby, strange, who owns rights to what, and why did People that... People yeah. tapping phone calls, apparently. Um, so yeah. there was a... Um, trust that was set up so bob ross's son was younger um bob ross's half brother had 51 percent control of his name and then bob ross's son had 49 percent um 
and just I don't want to give the documentary away, but shady, shady stuff. And Ooh, there's yeah. Bob Ross had like audio tapes of conversations that was part of the deal, and like yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, I'm <laughs> give it a watch. I'm into it. I'm gonna see it. I mean, at first yeah, I was really, a little, I was a little bit nervous because their trailers. I hate their trailer. It's yeah, the trailer's awful. And I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say like, oh, what we found is. You know, we didn't know we were going to find, you know, it's just a way to get people to watch it. And I just think it's a little too much. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear it's actually. There, there's good. no sex tape. Yeah, there's no Bob Ross sex tape. <laughs> is there? There's That's not. not. Feature you're looking for. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't want there to be one. Please tell me there isn't one. I hope not. All right. Sounds like there's not. Uh, all right. Great, great pick. And I I filmed the guy because the way that German guy was saying Bob Ross, I just loved how he said Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. I like when he said bullshit. I'm sorry. BS. Baloney. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this trailer keeps like auto playing like everything on Netflix. I can't, I can't stand that. Um, and I'm, uh, when I first heard about the documentary, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. But the trailer absolutely took all the wind out of my sails of wanting yeah. to watch it. So I'm glad to watch hear it's trailer. yeah, it's 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 worth a watch. Well, uh, there, there's even a GoFundMe to try to because uh, Bob Ross's son, Steve, and uh, a couple of uh, Bob's like partners tried to actually create a company um, and then lost the lawsuit and they didn't have the money to fight it. So there's a GoFundMe trying to raise money to, to help them uh, do this line of products. So I hope something good happens from it because I feel really bad for Steve. Yeah, he seems yeah. cool. And you're right. This Reddit, this Reddit community's in up in arms, man. Look at these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the page and they're just like, so, Steve so who's going to have show? a documentary next that just completely shatters our, our view of, of, their their heyday because I, I having just watched the the britney the free britney documentary uh let's um, think who would it be who would who who's in line for a big blowout uh steve from blue blues clues oh did you see uh, him yesterday did yeah, you watch I did, that i, I did loved although it. it seems like he, he has a pretty good relationship with nickelodeon like yeah. post, i, I love that i thought that was amazing and i'm not even at the oh, age that needs to hear that but my kids were yeah, and i yeah, loved I was, it i was the age where that show was the number one thing i could not stand my little brother watching like yeah. i just i just wanted to throw a brick through the television every time it was on because yeah. i was just in the age where i'm like i'm too cool for this and my brother was <laughs> perfect age for for nick yeah. jr programming yeah and it, like that show and i think little bear at the time just drove me crazy yeah it was for my daughter carter who's now 24 this was her blues clues was the jam that was their her for her age group and she loved it so much and she got you know she was in tears yesterday watching that oh uh, i teared up i was like was not even meant for me yeah i know <laughs> I, I know it was really sweet and and somebody on twitter the first thing they said to me was he looks like some 45 year old guy and i'm like well actually he's 47 and yeah he's like i mean what are you what are you even saying we all get older yeah, yeah no, everything i've ever i've never heard a bad thing about steve burns the, the actor i know um, he's a super nice guy he just, tried to get into music for a while and i guess that didn't work out great but you know other than that he's, he left yeah. because he was balding yeah i mean that he was getting older and he's like, I can't let the kids see me get older. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And he, and I'm he, sure he, he was ready to move on. That was a really sweet. I just thought it was a sweet little message and you don't, I don't know, but who, but as far as like, who's the next, like get torn apart and oh my gosh, I can't believe Bill Cosby did that kind of moment for me. I don't yeah. even want to think about it. Cause you know, there's somebody, there's some fuse just waiting to be lit right now on somebody we all love and respect. 
if, if this but, Blizzard stuff taught me anything, it's like don't yeah. I, I can't get I I can no longer kind of worship at the feet of anybody anymore because it bites me in the butt. So yeah. funny thing with this Bob Ross documentary, you I still love and admire Bob Ross. I do not ever want to support Bob Ross Inc. Oh, right. Like yeah. The company. Yeah. 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 That, that's so. like kind of where I was taking it too, is like kind of giving me like new respect for, for certain figures. Like the, that, that, that's what the Britney Spears documentary definitely did for me. Right. Cause I didn't really listen to Britney Spears growing up. I was not exactly the target demo, but kind of watching what she went and still is going through. It was like, Oh my God, like mad respect. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that yet. Cause it makes me want to punch somebody when I hear about, I, I, uh, I think it's a very good documentary. Yeah. Um, and and especially considering kind of the movement that's been happening in the, in just the last month in terms of well there was a lot of uh, women girls at the time and they were young there was you know what's uh, Amanda Bynes oh my god like, all these poor girls oh, at yeah, that time Amanda Bynes oh. kind of just put through the meat grinder and it just yeah it's it's amazing that like Mandy Moore got out of <laughs> that era. Yeah, she's still uh, yeah. doing as okay. well as she did. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, a kid actor will, uh, you know, impress with how well they escaped the the jaws of the horrible uh, Hollywood system. But or music, I guess it depends. But yeah, there's always. Some, I don't understand. You know, yeah, I don't understand. Is you always have like the retrospect. So we have the retrospect of like the TV actors. So like uh, Emmanuel Lewis and uh, Dana. Um, from different strokes. Um, I remember her last name. Dana um, Plato. But you have that Plato, right? That era yeah. of kids that it really messed them up, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna make changes." And then you got another generation of messed up kids. <laughs> it's like, and now wait till they do the YouTube kids. Holy moly! Oh, it's gonna be bad, right? Like it's, it's already bad. bad. <laughs> Some of the, like the biggest YouTubers right now all, already there's already problems. You think it's gonna get any better? No, especially the young ones with their like their gigantic followings and they're only like six. I worry about those kids. I'm worried yeah. about them. Uh, anyway, conservatorships are stupid. Is the point? Uh, hey, so uh, this is awesome. Let's uh, let's have Nicole do what she does uh, all all the time every week. She puts this list together of what we talked about today and puts it on Twitter. So you got to follow her, Nicole Spag on Twitter. And uh, you'll find out all the stuff we watched and why you should be watching it as well. Nicole, you got anything else going on you want to mention? Anything good? Uh, nothing really. I'm learning about 3D printing now. Nice. So well, I'm all so about sick. the 3D printing. Nice. Um, Are you going to show yeah. us next week? You got to show us awesome. what you've printed or what you're making. I did a lithophane. Have you ever seen those where oh, you can take a uh, photograph photo, and yeah. turn it into a really cool 3D print? I watched I your kids. It. I watched your kids flip out uh, while they were doing that. Which is yes. awesome. I'm teaching fifth graders how to how to do 3D printing this oh, year. That's amazing. Or what, yeah. like in class, like uh, like. Yeah, uh, I I'm doing a 3D printing club. I have 26 little minds going. Yes, teach me 3D printing. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna play just for fun. Mateo's <laughs> laugh when he was little. <laughs> you remember when he used to do that? It's hilarious. I know. I love it. I, he lost it. I, I, I'm so glad we were able to capture that. Yep. Always, <laughs> always be recording, everybody. Nicole Spag, have a wonderful week. And we'll Bye. see you next time. Bye see you, now. Nicole. Bye now. All right. Well, Garrett, we've come to that part of the show. Uh, that part of the show being the end of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
We're about done. Uh, before we go, a couple of quick things. This show is uh, paid for by you, listeners. Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS if you want bonus content, including extra shows and daily content, as well as stuff in the mail and all kinds of cool stuff. You need to go on by and sign up. If you already are, well, thank you because we owe you, uh, owe you our, our deepest thanks. But if you haven't and are still on the fence, today's a great day to do it. Patreon.com slash TMS for as little as a dollar a month. You could be a patron of this show. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. And of, uh, as always, if you have any thoughts, comments, feelings, otherwise questions, send them to themorningstream at gmail.com. Before we go, Garrett, we should talk uh, real quick, briefly, about where people can get all your stuff. I know we've already said it, but let's say it again. Where do they go to get all the amove.tv stuff? I guess amove.tv is where they go. Amove.tv is a great <laughs> place to go. Yeah, it's the letter A, M-O-V-E, dot TV. Yeah. Amove is a reference to... Uh, attack moving commands and RTSs because I got my start covering StarCraft. Yeah. And every time I mention that, at least one person tweets at me and goes, oh my God, I never understood it until now. Now they understand. I always so knew. Yeah, the minute I saw it, I went, that is clever. If you're an RTS fan at all, you know exactly what Garrett means, but I'm always surprised how many people don't get it. You know? Yeah, Garrett's yeah, funny. yeah. So, so go check it out. And again, uh, go give my, my new, my latest podcast a uh, uh, look. It's called Nexus Gaming News. It's uh, up everywhere podcasts can be found. It appears it may not be quite up on Google Podcasts yet, but their dashboard is a nightmare, and I don't know how much I should trust it. It's so. horrible. Can I just say, okay, I've been podcasting for nigh on, pff, what, I started doing shows in 03, so that's a long time, or 99, but let's not even count that. Let's jump all the way, all the way to 2014. 16 years, or 2004, 16 years I've been doing this. No one has ever had a worse system for getting podcasts in, approved, done, and listed than Google Podcasts. It's terrible. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least the sound quality is good. Like, like Stitcher still makes me the angriest, but at least they're easy to submit to and yeah. their dashboard is user-friendly. Yeah. Um, Google, it's it, it, like, I'm looking at it right now. It says it's there, it's up, it's approved. Um, I good. I don't know to trust them because they don't give you a link. No. There's no way to go check if you don't have an Android device, yeah. uh, which I don't. So Once they work, it's fine. It's just... <laughs> The process of getting it there and then having it there and knowing it's there, like there, it's just yeah. really weird. I don't know why they did yeah, that. It is, it is, it is, it is really rough, and it is like consistently the the smallest audience too. Yeah. And yet, the, the the folks that use it, they love it, and that's like that is what they get their podcasts through. And so, like, I don't want to leave you out the dry. So it should be there soon. As far as Google is concerned, it says everything's a okay. Yeah. Um, but I I know it's on Apple. I know it's on Pocket Casts. I know it's on uh, Spotify, Stitcher. And uh, youtube.com slash TV if you want to watch the video version. Nice. Go check it out. Go do that. Uh, it's been great having you here. Now, before we go, uh, oh, yeah, and, and Garrett and I and uh, Jocelyn are on the instance on Friday, so check that out. Make sure you check us out this week. I don't know what our topic is. we got to come up with one quick. Uh, we do, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be a wildly fascinating and extremely thoughtful conversation. I am 100% sure that that will be true, uh, but between now and then, I need some musical inspiration, and Garrett chose Ooh. our outro song as well, so... Tell us about this song and why you chose it and why I'm, I'm completely hooked on it. You don't have to explain that last part, but I am hooked on well, it. Well, uh, as I guess a bonus recommendal over the weekend, uh, we begrudgingly w- tried Ted Lasso. I didn't think I was going to like it because I don't give a flying crap about soccer and usually sports shows don't do much for me. Mm. I have now seen all of Ted Lasso. I loved it so much and Katie and I are cussing a lot more because we're pulling ourselves around the house quoting Roy Kent. <laughs> um, <laughs> that show has me thinking about Mumford and Sons a lot because uh, what the uh, first name I do not know Mumford uh, does the score for Ted Lasso score all of the like non 
licensed music in that mm-hmm. is is the lead singer of Mumford and Sons, and as well as the intro song, which is a, a unique song just for that. And so Mumford mm-hmm. and Sons has been on my mind, and I know it's coming here. And probably my second favorite cover of all time is a cover of Little Lion Man by Australian band Tonight Alive. Mm. They're uh, they're like a, a pop punk, uh, like alt rock band out of Sydney. Um, really, really good band. Uh, obviously, if you're familiar with the song Little Lion Man, um, there's enough. There's a couple f bombs in here, but um, this this song absolutely rips. So I hope you enjoy it. Got completely cooked, hooked on it. I've listened to it four times this morning alone. Uh, and I would have kept going had the show not started. So I don't know what my problem is or why I think this cover is so great, but it, I actually think it supersedes the, the original, which is hard to, hard to say because I actually really like Mumford & Sons. But anyway, uh, here it is. A quick warning. Got a couple F-bombs in it. If you know that song, you already knew that, but uh, they're in there. So uh, just a warning. I'm not going to bleep them or cut them out. I'm going to let them lie. Just giving you a fair warning there at home. Uh, if you are opposed to such things, you got kids in the car or whatever, just know that those are coming up. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, oh, and Garrett mentioned that <laughs> already, so I don't know why I'm repeating that. But anyway, here it is. All good. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Kim will be here co-hosting. Uh, Brian will be back this weekend, so next Monday uh, you'll have TMS with Brian and hopefully a live call from him tomorrow. We'll try to arrange that uh, today, so we'll let you know. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Weep for yourself, my man. You'll never be what is in your heart. Weep, little lion man, you're not as brave as you were at the start. Rate yourself and rake yourself, take all of the courage you have left. Wasted on fixing all the problems that you made in your own head. But it was not your fault but mine, and it was your heart on the line. I really fucked it up this time Didn't I, my dear? Didn't I, my Tremble for yourself, my man You know you have seen this all before On your face, your bomb stands alone among the wreck. Now learn from your mother, or I'll spend your days biting your own.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Leave a sample in the jar, please. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.